0: You are now listening to the Q&E Podcast. Is this what you want? Huh? Is this what you want? I'm coming in again, it. What's up, everybody? You are listening to the Q&E Podcast, and you're here with your boy Q Hicks right now. And I got Edgar on the other line. Edgar, tell the people what's good
1: what's up everybody welcome to another episode of the q and e podcast we got a lot coming for y'all today man we got some nfl news for y'all some nba conversations we got a lot of entertainment and current events to go over with y'all we got one more week until we get into nfl football bro i I know this preseason shit man real mellow it's been kind of a drag not too many people playing for real because they saving their health for the regular season but we got that NFL Live coming up for y'all where we give our biggest predictions. So just one more week, y'all.
0: Exactly. I was just going to mention that. Our live stream. We will be having a live stream for our NFL season prediction. So definitely join in on that. We will be having fans jump onto the live stream as well and be a part of the conversation. We want to hear you guys' takes. And we will be posting that on social media just to interact with our fans more. So definitely, definitely hop on that live stream. We will be having it probably next thursday or friday we'll let you guys know but definitely stick close to the social medias and we'll let you guys know and uh, if this is your first time listening to the QE podcast we do have four segments we have our sports segments our social media wants to know entertainment and current events and past the ox so definitely stick with us throughout this whole episode and we got a lot of movie and show news so definitely stick with us to the end when we touch on that but the first thing we got to touch on is probably the biggest sports news of the week. We got to talk about uh, Kevin Durant staying in Brooklyn. It seems like it was a kumbaya moment in Brooklyn between Joe Tsai, between Steve Nash, KD, Kyrie. Everybody ended up meeting in the room. And KD said that he was willing to come back to the team after months of trade rumors going by and the Nets not getting the deal that they ultimately wanted for him. We are back at plan b and feels like we wasted so much time talking about this shit but what was your reaction to it
1: uh i couldn't even be surprised at this point like we continue talking over again over and over again about how the market just wasn't that big for kd and i know it sounded crazy at the time it still even may sound crazy now but not that many teams should have even been interested in kd like there's so many playoff caliber teams to where they would have had to give up so much just to get him that it would have set them back actually to get KD. There weren't too many options for him. But us in the situation we're now where we get the news that he's staying with Brooklyn after everything basically is fizzled out at this point. So I wasn't too surprised seeing the news. I was just, I was just looking at it like, damn, like the the team had the leverage over the player in this situation. And in recency, we've we've seen a lot of situations where the player has had the most leverage. But this is one of the few times of the last few years where the team is the real winner in this situation.
0: And it's crazy because it's like we kind of seen it coming because they weren't getting the deals that they wanted. We hockey seen this coming, but we didn't know how KD was going to react to Josiah coming out a couple of weeks ago and saying that he was going to back Steve Nash and Sean Marks after KD gave him that ultimatum. We just didn't know where uh, Josiah was really going to fall on that, but they still ended up having a kumbaya moment. So I'm happy he's coming back because... I think he's the best playing with the Nets right now. I really didn't see any place that he was going to go where they were going to get an adequate uh, return for him. It's like maybe, yeah, probably the Celtics. I was telling them when the offer was made, the Celtics was probably the best deal. But what everybody else was offering, the Tyler Heroes, the Gary Trent Juniors, the DeAndre Ayton or Mikael Bridges, it just wasn't enough. So you couldn't be surprised by it. And the Nets still have a good team. We can't forget. We had them boys as title favorites last year, me and you, so we can't act like we was fronting on the team. They still got talent now. They still got Seth Curry. They still got Ben Simmons, Kyrie, KD. Joe Harris is coming back from injury. They still got a squad now, but it's like, are y'all really like that for real after we just seen y'all get exposed like that? But, but my it's
1: thing true. is, bro, it's like that on paper. Yeah, they that they, they got the squad for real on paper, but mm-hmm. is the chemistry there? Like, is the is the quote unquote brothership bond that KD and Kyrie had, that, is that right. still there? Mm-hmm. Like, because that we can't act like there there wasn't a rift in that relationship throughout yeah. this entire summer. Mm-hmm. so is are they just gonna be kumbaya and just act like this whole offseason didn't happen ben simmons getting traded to the team and not playing at the hell all like is is that just gonna blow everybody's head now for a new season <laughs> like there's so much stuff chemistry and internal wise that i think we have to keep a lookout for i'm i'm yeah. sure when everybody is healthy and everybody's on the court they have a good chance at winning but the chemistry still has to be there steve nash has to be a better coach. You can't, KD and and Kyrie are not players that can just get it done on their own. They're going to need that coaching. So the ultimatum that KD gave of me or Nash didn't work because they're both still there. (laughs)
0: And I see somebody tweet. <laughs> I see somebody tweet a couple of days ago. They said KD got the least amount of juice in the league because he couldn't get traded and he couldn't get a coach fired. It was like even Mark Gasol got a coach fired, bro. They said KD ain't got no juice in Brooklyn, bro. That shit was hilarious. But that's the and that's the biggest thing that I'm looking at, bro. Is the KD and Nash thing. Like, it was literally a report out there that said he didn't want Nash or Sean Marks. Whether the report is true or not, we can go back and forth about that. But we've seen what we seen. It was by Shams, too. So, I'm going to believe it when I see uh, Shams name by it. So, it's like, damn, y'all y'all cool after I just wanted y- you fired like two weeks ago? Like, it's definitely going to be some rifts in that relationship for sure, bro. Can the p- talent overcome it? Probably not. Like, I just do not believe in the Nets like that no more. After I seen y'all get exposed by the Celtics, I'm sorry, bro. After I seen y'all get swept, y'all couldn't get a game, bro? Y'all couldn't get a game against the Celtics? Nah, I ain't believing, bro. I ain't believing. Y'all got to do something else. Everybody's saying that Ben Simmons is coming back, so this team still could uh, get elevated. But Ben Simmons is not going to help you beat the Celtics. Your problem with spacing He's not. Yeah 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 your problem was spacing and he going to make the spacing even goddamn worse. So it's like bro, I don't know how they are going to beat the Celtics or the Bucks. I still got those two teams above the Nets, and you still got some uh, fierce competitors with the Heat and with the Sixers. So it's like uh, it's a, we can go back and forth on the Nets, man, but I for right now Look, I'm just not a believer.
1: The Nets are going to be a top 3, top 4 team in the East throughout the entire year. They're going to coast as one of the best teams probably in the league record-wise. But I, I don't have the I agree with you. I don't have them as a title favorite. I don't even have them as a East Con, Eastern Conference representative for the finals. I don't even have them as that.
0: And according to Bavada, these are the next title odds after Katie's return. They are behind the Celtics, the Bucks and the Clippers and the Warriors. And their, their odds are plus 750 right now. And the Celtics are at plus 480. The Bucks are at plus 600. The Clippers are at plus 700. And the Warriors are plus 700. So uh, the people who are making the odds still believe that the Nets have a fighting chance. But like I said, after seeing what you just seen with them getting swept by the Celtics, man, how can you have confidence when nothing has changed? Yes, you get Ben Simmons, but... Like I said, he's not going to help you beat the top teams in the Eastern Conference. And that's what I'm more so worried about. You know what I'm saying? And I wonder if this this, we can revisit this conversation later in the year about a KD trade. You know what I'm saying? I don't think this thing will just boil over and it's like he's going to play this whole entire year. Maybe by the midseason, some teams will be willing to give up the players that they were more so reluctant to give up. And go for the KD and go for that title run in the midseason. That more that might be the, the more typical and more predictable outcome for this situation. I just can't see him staying in Brooklyn long term. I can't see it. I see if he stayed yeah, a whole year. year.
1: Hey, if they stay the whole – if he stays the whole year, they ain't got no choice but to make some type of a playoff impression because that means you really are trying to do some kumbaya shit and really make it work. If you're trying to leave by the midseason, by all-star time and all of that, then we, we know what we're going to expect. Y'all going to win some games, but it ain't going to be nothing scary. You know what I'm saying? But if we get past all-star break, and you are still a Brooklyn net and you ain't trying to force no trade. You ain't you ain't letting them give you no conversations or nothing. Then I'm looking at you, I'm gonna look at y'all like, all right, y'all choosing to try to make this work. Y'all better do something in the playoffs, even if we ain't got y'all um as one of the favorites, do something to stir the pot if you stay all the um stay the whole season.
0: And I truly believe that Kyrie wants to be in L.A., bro. I know he loved KD, KD his man, but I think he wanted to be in L.A. with LeBron and have a good time out there. And, because that's when K- uh, Kyrie had his most success with LeBron. And somebody had brought up a conversation. It was Taylor Rook. She was had an interview with Jason Taylor earlier this week. And she was having a conversation on, like, what makes a player a superstar? And she was saying that Kyrie was a superstar. She stated her reasons. And then she, uh, Jason Tatum ended up asking her about Damian Lillard. And she said that Damian Lillard wasn't an all-star. So it made people really question on what makes a player a superstar and why Kyrie is one, why Damian Lillard, why he isn't one. But what do you say are the qualifications for making a player a superstar?
1: Uh, the talent, the, the talent first off, um, is what makes you, is one of the things that makes you a superstar. So number one is talent. Two, it's impact on the team. Three, I think it's the cultural impact. Every superstar you can think of in the NBA, NFL, whatever, they have a cultural impact that people just gravitate towards. You just love their aura, everything. LeBron, LeBron does everything better than everybody else. We're intrigued with every aspect of LeBron's life because he's just that super t- superstar talent on and off the court. John ja Morant has reached into that superstar bag to where he's getting all the commercials. He, he has the level of play of a superstar. He's leading the team. He's the face of the franchise. So I think those are the key components. Do you have the talent? Are you marketable? Do you have a a big team impact, and are you can you be the face of the franchise for multiple years? Those are the questions we have to ask when it comes to being a superstar. So and is Damian, Lillard, Damian or, Lillard? So
0: is Damian Lillard a superstar?
1: I would say, I would say no, because I just don't think he has his marketability isn't that high. What do you mean? He's not more marketable than John Morant. He's
0: Come not. on, bro, but he got a proven no. track record, and I think that has something to do with being a superstar too. You got to have some sort of. You can say track he was.
1: That was a point in time Damian Lillard was, but if you ask me right now, no, he's not a superstar at this exact
0: moment. No, I he, think it might was. be a little too early for John ja to say John's superstar for real, bro. Ja, ja it's is it's no high case. key a little too early for John. Ja. Like Jason Tatum ja. just got into that superstar realm, and now people starting to question him because after the finals. So I think if Jason Tatum just got there, John got to wait his turn high key because I think it's a limited list on how many superstars it is. I well, think do you it's only five or
1: Do you think wins play a part?
0: Where's come along with it? I think it's a proven track record that goes along with it. Obviously, it's the supreme talent is the impact, all of that that you said, but I think it more so you have to have a proven track record in the playoffs, bro. That has to be something key, and that's something that we haven't seen from Ja, we haven't seen that from Dame consistently, and we damn sure haven't seen that from Kyrie without LeBron. That's what made everybody so up in arms in Taylor Rooks's post because he ended up saying that Kyrie was a superstar. When we haven't seen him do anything by himself or with the team without LeBron. I think I think Kawhi Leonard is a superstar. I think LeBron James is a superstar. Uh, Steph Curry is a superstar. Kevin Durant is a superstar. And Giannis is a superstar. I think there are currently five superstars in the NBA right now. Everybody else. Are we,
1: are we counting Tatum? Are we counting Tatum? At and Tatum
0: one? is right there on the fringe, bro. He I can count Tatum because he has a proven track record of winning. I'll, I'll even put Tatum as a superstar. Damn, but I got Jokic too. Damn.
1: Nah, uh, Jokic kind of. I don't like, know, but Jokic it's like, like Jokic. He's bro. he's a
0: weird one because he got the MVPs. But it's like, damn, are we calling Jokic a superstar?
1: Nah, he, he's a real. He's damn, a very chill All Star. Like he's he's not superstar level, bro. Because when you think of superstars, you're tough. thinking. Of, You're thinking of people that you see not just when it's involving basketball. When it's not basketball season, I don't give a damn or don't care what your is doing. (laughs) I don't see him anywhere on my social media or anything. You will see the faces you will see no matter what time of year. You will see John Morant, LeBron, Steph Curry, Giannis, KD, Uh, who else you said, Um, even Tatum at this point, because he's getting the... Tatum is at that
0: that. Like I said, Tatum has a proven track record. He's been first-team All-NBA for multiple seasons. It's like, all right, Tatum has ascended to superstar. You can say what you want about the finals, but I'm saying for seasons, he's proven that he's supposed to be in that superstar round. It's weird. Like, Jokic is a a tricky one for me, bro, because he has the MVPs, but truthfully, when you talk about the cultural impact, Jokic isn't up there when you talk about that we can talk about talent because he's the most talented to me big man offensively that we have ever seen but when you talk about superstar i would not put Jokic in there bro i wouldn't so taylor would be one.
1: another one and just to segue to football for a second lamar jackson is lamar jackson a superstar based off of the criteria that we talked about
0: it's kind of different with football bro damn it's kind of different with football dog
1: just, just think about quarterbacks. You ain't even got to think about every position. Okay, just, just think quarterbacks. about quarterbacks.
0: I would say yes. If we're just talking about quarterbacks, I would say yes. He's a superstar. I
1: would say yes. I would say yes too, but that's another person where it's like, mm, you got you really got to think about it. He's Patrick sweating. Mahomes, you ain't gotta yeah. think about it.
0: He's, oh, yeah, yeah. Patrick, is really Patrick, Tom, Aaron Rodgers solidified. Like, yes. everybody else is young and doesn't have the proven track record yet. The Herberts, the Burrows, the whoever else you want to name, they don't have the proven track records yet, like the three people, the three quarterbacks I mentioned previously. Like I said, Lamar's on that fringe. He's another person. He got that MVP. So it's like I want to factor that into the equation, but it's like the proven track record in the playoffs that also has to play a part. And he doesn't have that part of the equation like the three quarterbacks mentioned previously.
1: Because you like, like I was saying, you don't have to hit all four checks that I'm bringing up. I think you gotta, you hit, gotta hit at least them, most of them. Because you if, you say, three, if you say you gotta hit at least three out because of because
0: if you say that, bro, that would mean that the, the doors high key open to your superstar argument. So it's more people than just six getting in if they only gotta check three of those boxes that you named. So now no, no, you no, say, I
1: want you to check four, but if you can at least check three. And but that's on what the I'm saying.
0: Fringe
1: of though. that fourth one, I I think I can let you in. And at that's what I'm saying. Jokic, though. I won't be mad if you give Jokic. That's what I'm saying though. That's so, what I'm saying. I mean, with,
0: with your with your argument, you're saying somebody like a Jokic is going to get into the equation now. You're saying somebody like a Embiid is getting into the equation now. With you with your argument of oh he's a he can have the three and then the fringe fourth quality. You're saying that that's a, that opens the doors to a lot of them. That's why I throw in the proven track record, like because a lot of those players don't have the proven track record in the playoffs that I think needs to come when you talk about being a superstar in this league. Kawhi has it, LeBron has it, Steph has it, KD has it, and uh, Giannis has it at this point. Those five, another, like I said, Tatum, those six Another to
1: person, me. Uh, Josh Allen. Is Josh Allen a superstar?
0: No, he is not. He is getting would, there. He is getting I there, but he is not.
1: I would agree with you that he's not—he's one more than Lamar Jackson. He, I think he elevates his team more than Lamar Jackson. He's not as marketable. He's not as marketable, and I don't think he's as fun to watch. So, talent-wise, honestly, talent-wise, yes, throwing the football, he's better than Lamar. But I just think Lamar has a lot more talent in his repertoire than a Josh Allen, and I think Lamar is way more marketable than Josh Allen. So,
0: but what a what, what a what a I think marketability is kind of tricky, though, because somebody like Kawhi isn't really marketable. But when that man step on the court, though, you already know what Tommy on. He done killed two dynasties by himself, you know what I'm saying, with the team that he's been on. So it's like you got to high key give it to him at that point, even though he's not as marketable as everybody else. He has the proven track record. He's had the talent. He's been first team all NBA for many seasons. He's been defensive player of the year. It's like the track record is there, even though the marketability isn't. So you still got to mm-hmm. throw it in there. That's why I said that markability is kind of tricky. You know what I'm saying? But it's an interesting conversation, bro. But Kyrie definitely isn't a superstar. What well, has he done without Bron? That was really my point of like transitioning. And, to and that's topic. what I'm saying. He, he was. It was a short <laughs> period of time, but
1: he he was. I don't
0: even think he was when he was with Bron, bro.
1: Oh, no, he, he was. I ain't, I ain't going to slight him like that. Nah,
0: he, he was. was he like a top five, top ten player when he was with Bron? Yeah. Top 10 no.
1: for sure. If you don't want to give him top five, okay, but top ten, yes.
0: That man was not top ten. Kyrie bro. is
1: one of the best ball handlers, top three. No, nah, he's bro we've had nah, in the history back. I'll
0: give you all of that shit, bro. Kyrie is the most one of the the I always say it, he's the most talented player I've ever seen, bro. But when you talk about superstar, all of the qualities that I just named. Kyrie wasn't up there. I don't think he was top 10 in 2016. It was still other people that I would put above nah, Kyrie. Irving. I I he, LeBron really, bro, LeBron uh, really made that man look great, bro. When you're playing with LeBron, he gonna make the game he, he for you.
1: But you nah, bro. If we if we go back to 2016 right bro, now, he was, was not top 10. I swear to God, God Kyrie, Kyrie was not was top a 10. Player,
0: Kyrie was bro. not top 10 in 2016. Yes, he was. No, he was not, bro. Kyrie. Kyrie was probably Thompson top, top ten, top 20.
1: Was cut was Clay Thompson the top ten player in twenty sixteen? Oh hell
0: no, Clay Thompson no.
1: Who's another um? Who's another player that I could really? Crush? We could
0: probably go through some All Star teams, and I could probably name some players
1: that was better. Nah, than bro, me, I, I ain't naming Tim in twenty sixteen. I'm not naming. Yes, so, bro. Nah.
0: Yes, because back then was probably better than him. Back in that Steph was probably be, bro. Some names above, bro, above back in that day, bro. It was, was fresh
1: off of an MVP, so I, I can't even argue against them.
0: That's so what I'm saying. Like, I, I just got to go back and look at it. But I, I, I never remember Kyrie being in the top 10. That's, that that that's just feels hot too take. high. That that's feels hot too take. high. <laughs> that feels too high for Kyrie, bro. That yeah. feels too high. That's crazy. But I, this is what I said about Kyrie. I think, and it goes to your jaw argument too. We start, we, we're confusing superstar with box office attraction. Both Kyrie and Ja are box office trackers. I would pay to watch those players play, but are they superstars? Ja, not yet. And Kyrie, no. But they're box officer track. You would love to see them play, but when it comes to the qualities of proven track record, impact on team, and uh, just the impact on the league as a t- uh, in total, I can't say that for those two players. Not yet for Ja. He's getting there, but not yet with the proven track record.
1: Ja has a wave He has a much bigger trajectory to get to that status than Kyrie ever had. I will give For Because Ja is clearly a franchise player. He's been a franchise player for Memphis. He is going to always be that for Memphis. I don't think he'll ever play for another team ever in his career. Ja Mm -hmm. Morant, I believe, will be a Memphis Grizzly his entire basketball career because Mm -hmm. he has that type of aura that you just want to build around. And the city of Memphis hasn't been this hot. Since what like Zach Randolph, Tony Allen time, you know what I'm saying? And I, I think they have a chance to be even better than that because I think they're going to get a chip. They may be one of those teams that get a chip in the next five, six years.
0: They need so. I, all of Memphis needs is a big trade to swing their way, bro. A big trade swings that way because I heard, I think it was bullshit, but I was hearing some trade rumors with the Grizzlies for KD. It's like if they could swing a trade like that and actually bring a big start to Memphis without it being through the draft. That shit would be nuts, bro. If they can sign somebody in free agency or signs makes a big trade, that's when we can talk about Memphis like really contending with the Golden States and with the with the Clippers or with the Suns. But right now, I think they're little brother. Right now, they're little brother. But they're they're right there behind them though. They're on that next tier with the the Nuggets. Oh well, the Nuggets might be on tier one with my man Murray so back and all that. If shit. they
1: if they bench players, keep playing the way they playing, and if they um second and third options keep um scoring the way they are scoring and making the impact that they are, they're gonna have tradable pieces to where they can they'll be able to land a big name and still keep a good um amount of players at the same time to not lose so much. So, I oh, think man. Memphis is definitely going to be a hot spot over the next few years. Like I said, within the next five to six, we're going to be saying Memphis as a possible title winner. So, yeah.
0: Damn, bro. That's a tough one. But, yeah, going back to the next title favorite, I just don't see it coming. Y'all can check out Bavada and check out the odds over there, but I just don't see it, bro. Don't see it. And that's it. Itch- damn, bro. You don't fuck my head up with that damn Jokic shit, though. Because, like, you, two, bro. two MVPs. It's like he on that fringe though, bro. I can't give it to him. But I think this is going to be the year. This is going to be the – ooh. Because you still got the Warriors and all them in there.
1: But he's going to have his team
0: back, though. He's going to have have his team 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 back, back. though. Because we've seen them get to the conference finals before. When they were fully healthy in the bubble, at least they got to the conference finals. So we can still – with that team can really – go. I think people have forgotten how good that team is because they haven't been fully healthy since the bubble. Like, that team is scary. They still got MPJ. They still got Murray. They still got Jokic. Like, that team is still scary, bro. So, I don't think he's a superstar yet, but I think the, the the wins will start to rack up in the playoffs for him once he gets a fully healthy team. And that's when he will be solidified for sure. All right. Uh, moving on to the next topic, we have the Deshaun Watson suspension that has been increased from six games to ele- uh, 11 games. The NFL and the NFLPA agreed about this a couple of weeks ago. Eggert, were you surprised or not surprised?
1: I was actually happy i, I want not happy in a sense of deshaun we ain't gonna see deshaun watson for a little bit longer because i do want to see him play still but i was happy the nfl made this correction because six games was honestly a slap in the face to those women it really was so i'm glad that they extended it um it's 11 games he won't play the 12th game against tampa i thought they um they would have played him that week. game
0: it's because i think they have a week somewhere in there
1: it's a bye week. I thought they played.
0: I thought they just weren't gonna play him because that
1: would have been his first week back. And it's like, uh, do you really want your first nah, week back to be against the it's like Brady he's he's, road?
0: he's out eleven games, but in the uh, right. so he's not gonna come back until week thirteen. But one of right. those weeks he's gonna have a bye, so he's not gonna come back until uh, week thirteen because of that. Okay, so it's like his extended week. Yeah.
1: Okay, but eleven games. I think he got fined what five million dollars. I think mm. that's a lot better. Than six games with no fine. Like I was just like, come on, bro, that's not even a punishment. That man ever. is
0: getting paid two hundred and fifty mil, so he like, nigga, what is what is five million?
1: I rather I rather <laughs> take five mil out your pocket and you be like, all right, that ain't nothing. Then take no money at all. Like, out of man, I'm glad they did what they did. I, I thought it would have been a full season, but eleven games. Hey, I, I don't think the Browns are making a playoff threat. It'll be funny as hell though if they're able to make the playoffs and then he come in at the end of the season.
0: Now that would be nuts though.
1: Who is that That's quarterback? That's gonna be nuts. Uh,
0: is Jacoby Brissett still their quarterback right now?
1: I believe it's. I believe it's Jacoby Brissett.
0: They're not winning games
1: with Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> they um, Who they? Uh, who they second stream?
0: Is it still Case Keenum?
1: Damn, who they? I, it might be Case Keenum. I'm not sure. Jacoby Brissett is there though, for sure. Yeah, J- Jacoby Brissett. I've been hearing his though. name.
0: I've been hearing his name. It might be Case Keenum. Case Keenum still might be there. But yeah, I wasn't surprised because I think the NFL did this because they realized. I think they wanted one. They wanted to put their foot down and really make a stand of like, okay, the sexual assault, those type of cases. We're going to make an example out of Deshaun Watson type thing. So 11 games, like that's going to be like the standard now. If we get you caught up in any type of situation similar to these, you're going to get a hefty suspension just like Deshaun Watson. And also, right. they realized how uneven it looked when you looked at Calvin Ridley's suspension and when you looked at Deshaun Watson's suspension for sexually assault, assaulting women. It was like, he really got suspended 16 games for gambling when he wasn't playing. What? What? And Deshaun only got six for sexually assaulting twenty plus women. It's like that shit don't even look right, and you couldn't explain to anybody how it made sense. It honestly still don't make sense, but it's like they 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 made it better by increasing the games. I still ride with with uh, with Deshawn because honestly, no evidence was found. Yes, I do. I think he did something for sure. But no legal evidence was found. That's why when I heard the six games, that's why I wasn't surprised he only got six because it was like they didn't find any evidence. It was just the fact of they've been going through this trial for so long. They have to hit him with the personal conduct policy. But now it's like they have to make it for optic reasons. They have to increase the, the suspension. You know what I'm saying? Do I think he did something for sure? But it's no evidence was found. I don't know, bro. It's a tricky situation. And moving on to the next NFL topic I got, Lamar wants a fully guaranteed deal. So let me play the clip for this one. This is from Jay Glazer from Fox Sports speaking on the Lamar Jackson situation with his contract big uphill battle here and the reason why is because Lamar Jackson he's representing himself but it's so hard when you have to go up there and try and negotiate and for them to tell you why you're not worth a certain type of contract look they've already offered him more than Kyler Murray got but the Deshaun Watson deal kind of throws things you know out of whack there because I'm sure he wants a fully guaranteed contract I don't see them wanting to do that so you heard it right here. Lamar Jackson wants a fully guaranteed contract. That's straight from Jay Glazer. Does he have the best information sometimes? I'm not going to lie. He doesn't. But that's the situation. So that's what we're going to go off of right now. Edgar, do you think Lamar Jackson is worth a fully guaranteed deal? Question number one. Uh, Because like he said, Deshaun Watson did get a fully guaranteed deal. Uh.
1: we've seen more proven with Deshaun Watson. We've seen more wins. So in Lamar's case, I would just have to say no. It's not a a knock to his talent. It's not that I don't think he can win games. It's just right now, you're you're not screaming fully guaranteed to me, bro. You're you're just not. Like, I need to see some – there has to be something in the postseason to where you really push the team – to above and beyond to where I can sit there and say, that's it. Like, you you actually earned it. I just don't think he's earned it yet. Has he earned a, a high max type of contract? Of course. Like they said, he got paid more. He's getting offered more than Kyler Murray. But are you in that Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes stratosphere where you touching money that nobody else in the league is touching? I have to say no.
0: It's a tricky situation, bro. Because I, I like that Lamar is fighting for himself in this situation. I didn't know he didn't have an agent right now. So I like that he's actually standing up trying to get the fully guaranteed. And I think that has something to do with his style of play, too. Being that he's a running quarterback, are you really sure that your your style of play is sustainable? So I'm going to really try to fight with all my might to get this fully guaranteed. And just in case something happens. So I like that he does is fighting for it. But that's tough when you talk about fully guaranteed, bro. But I do think he should get it just because what we talked about a few weeks ago of how important he is to this team. If you lose Deshaun Watson, bro, it's a wrap. It's a wrap for Baltimore, bro. You're not replacing him. He's too much of a big pillar in your offense, bro. We just talked about how you just traded Hollywood Brown. You really don't have that many weapons this year. It's like, bro, you have to pay Deshaun what he wants, bro. Is it going to hurt your pockets for sure? But you got to pay that man, that Deshaun Watson money, bro. You, if you already offer him over that collar, you got to fully guarantee it because I'm telling y'all, they just said on that in that video that he this is going to be his last season of his contract. So if they don't come to some sort of agreement by the beginning of the season, he is walking out of that door, bro. I promise you, you can book that shit now. If they let me, I, I don't that even know lie, if I can picture no
1: I can't picture he Lamar no other Jersey, door, bro. bro. That's going to be crazy if he walks, bro. Because where where is Lamar going? I he's really going don't to, know he's going home,
0: bro. I told you he going to Miami. They getting rid of that nigga tour, bro. They getting rid of tour. If do play well.
1: They say he could probably um go to Indianapolis, too.
0: Bro, he could go any one of them places, but if you're not going to pay me, bro, what I'm worth, imagine what he can get on the open market, especially from a team that's desperate for a quarterback, desperate for somebody with his talent, somebody like Indianapolis who hasn't had a good quarterback since Andrew Luck. Even though they
1: got Matt Ryan right now, Matt yeah. Ryan is just a transitionary oh, period. Sure. That's all that is right now.
0: Bro, I'm telling you, you let that man hit the open market, I bet you money he get a fully guaranteed deal. You cannot let that man hit the open market. You got to pay him what he wants now, bro. Because if you let him get to the end of the season and his contract is out, he going to Miami, bro. I promise you. I'm, it's already, but, it's already but from it the team. Game.
1: from the team mindset, bro, you, you got to think about what the team and the owner is thinking and the GM. If we man, give I you this fully guaranteed money and you fall and you get hurt, whatever, anything. If something happens to where you cannot play for the rest of the season, we just gave you all this guaranteed money and basically, you're going to get paid for a whole year at least without really having to play. And it's like, yeah, you're our only valuable asset at the moment, but do we want to give you just and all of your money Listen to what you just guaranteed? said, though,
0: bro. Listen to what you just said, how valuable he is, bro. So it's like we can talk about the money being fully guaranteed or non-guaranteed, but how is it, how important he is to the team. He's on that Patrick Mahomes level when we talk about importance, bro. He's on that Tom Brady level when we talk about importance. He's on that level. So you gotta fully guarantee his deal. Because, like I said, if you lose him, what is your squad? You back in the gutter in the lottery or in the top 10, hoping that you paid them that fully guaranteed money. Don't let your pride get in the way or don't let money get in the way of a smart decision. Because what is the fully guaranteed? I'm not, I'm pretty sure it's not that big of a, a gap between. The the guaranteed money that they're offering him now, and the fully guaranteed that he won't. I bet money it ain't that big of a deal. But it ain't they, that big from, of a gap. they probably they just don't want to budge, bro. And it's just a battle of negotiations right now. That's just how the shit is. But y'all gotta pay him, or he gonna walk out that door. This is last year before I'm telling y'all. Y'all better pay him. I
1: don't know, play. bro. I I don't want to see Lamar go. I think Baltimore is where he belongs. So I feel like he he fits perfectly in that system, but. I don't know. You got. I always try to think of the business aspect at the end of the day too. I'm pro player. I'm always pro player, but I I have to understand the business side of it to where it's like, hey, we get it. You're our only real valuable asset. But do we want to put all our chips on you? And then something happens. You always got to have that if in your back pocket.
0: So. Let me ask you this: If you had, if you worked for Bovada, bro, the mm-hmm. betting site, and you were trying to make some odds on the percentage chance on Lamar Jackson leaving, what, what, what would you put on that? What what percentage chance?
1: The percentage on him leaving?
0: Yeah, what's the percentage chance?
1: Mm, I say it's at least a 35, 40% That's chance. That's pretty goddamn
0: leaving. high, bro. That's pretty high. That's pretty high. That's what I'm saying, bro. I think it's, and I think I would be in that same ballpark as you, bro. I think they would end up budging at the end where it's like, we got to give him what he wants. Because I heard that Lamar doesn't want to talk about the contract during the season. He wants everything to stop before game one. So it's like we have a couple of weeks left before this contract has to get done before he's off of your team or you have to talk to him again in the summer. So that's a sticky situation, bro. It's I, really, 45%, it's really percent.
1: That's what I'm saying. It's, it's 65, 35, 60, 40. It, it's around that range for me. Like I think majority, even if he don't get fully guaranteed, I think majority rule is going to have him still stay, but he might be pissed off for a while while he stays and he might be complaining a lot more to get help if he chooses mm-hmm. to be loyal and stay, but I think he's more prone to stay.
0: And listen to what they said, bro. They said when um, when when you're battling with the with the owners and stuff like that or general managers, when you're talking about your contracts, you're really starting to feel and see how the team values you. It's like you don't have a middleman like your agent to really soften the blow of how the team really feels about you. You're sitting right there in front of them like, hey, I want this, and they're telling you like this is why we don't want to give you this contract. So that high key makes you feel a way too. Yeah, is it about money? Do you have to put your pride to the side for sure when that talks, when those talks arrive, but that shit probably hitting them too. It's like, damn, do y'all really feel this way? After all I've given this organization, after I've really put y'all on my back for the last three, four years, this is how y'all feel about me? Like just having those conversations could honestly be interrupting the chemistry, not on the football field, but with the front office though. It's like, damn, this is how y'all feel about me. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. It could be some psychological shit behind it too. And moving on to social media wants to know what's the difference between a hit and a classic.
1: Yeah, man. So Missy Elliott went to Twitter and uh, asked this question funny enough, because it's like, you're the entertainer. You should be the one to tell us the answer to this. But Missy Elliott wanted to know what is the difference between a hit and a classic? And are they the same? I I think not.
0: They are (laughs) not. They are definitely not the same. Like, bro, Anybody can make a hit these days, especially in this popcorn generation. We got all these TikToks. Anybody can make a hit, especially when you got a snazzy beat or if you're using an old sample, you can make a hit. But a classic is something that stands the test of time, bro. If like you listening to a a Chris Brown uh, album from 05, it's like, he don't got nothing but classics on that album, bro. When you talk about popping, when you talk about all of those, uh, you know, excuse me, miss, like those songs are classics. You can play those songs right now, the whole club swinging, or the whole nice. party swinging. Like that's a classic. Like the songs that we get now, these NBA, NBA young boy uh, songs. Yeah, they popping for right now, but are they going to be popping in the next five years? I doubt it.
1: Yeah, I. Uh... A classic can be a hit, yes, but a hit can't be a classic. And I I think that's where the difference is. I agree. Like like you just said, excuse me, miss, it was a hit during... Yeah. But it stood the test of time and became a classic. That's where the difference comes in. Like you said, anybody can make a hit nowadays. Any song can get popular. Any song can go viral, especially if you can add a dance to it. Damn near anything you can add a dance to nowadays is a hit.
0: Like bro, that one dude that we seen at the Big Three game. And if y'all don't know, me and Edgar went to the Big Three game uh, a couple of weeks ago and checked them out for the semifinals. It was a dope experience. But when we went to the Big Three game and that one dude was performing a uh, sleazy world, world. yeah, <laughs> was sleazy world was playing. I I guess he got a hit with that step one or that step two song. It's like that song <laughs> oh is probably a hit, but that song is trash. and That oh shit is not shit. a classic, bro. Like nah my nigga, like, oh my it's a God. hit and a classic, bro. I, nigga, I wish y'all could have been there <laughs> I wish y'all
1: could have been that a hit of people say sleazy world. That shit <laughs> sleazy was sleazy
0: so was pronouncing every syllable of that shit. <laughs> sleazy world.
1: But when but you what you funny because D- denisha ain't know that song outside of TikTok, exactly.
0: Bro. But that's probably a hit on TikTok, but that shit ain't gonna stand the test of even when you talk about just hits. From like, man, you could just talk about some popular artists too. Some popular artists have hits, but they still won't stand the test of, high, of the time. Like Future on this latest album has some hits, but they probably ain't gonna stand the test of time. We're gonna forget about it in a couple of years because you're gonna yeah. drop something else that sounds pretty damn similar. So it's definitely a difference between a classic, like March Madness is a classic. Like, nigga, we're gonna be listening to March Madness forever. Right. Mask <laughs> off, we're gonna be listening to the mask <laughs> off forever. But in certain songs, we just gonna be like, all right, that shit cool for right now, but we're gonna forget about it in a couple months.
1: Like Drake, Drake is the king of hits. Like he's the king of classics too, but Drake is the king of hits. Drake (laughs) knows, Drake knows what songs are like. Okay, this shit just good for the moment, but then he'll hit you with shit where it's like this the shit that they're gonna play like four five years from now and be like, damn, this shit still fire. Like Tootsie Slide, everybody was stuck in the house, nothing to do. This nigga went in the studio and said, I'm going to make a song for people to just do while they're in the house on TikTok. And that's exactly (laughs) what it was. Like, everybody was going through the same shit, and he found he made a song that just stuck with people. Was it a hit? Mm, It was borderline a hit, because the song wasn't even that fire. But it was a hit in terms of it went viral, everybody was listening to it, and everybody was doing the dance. So, yes, a hit can... A classic can be a hit, but a hit cannot be a classic just because classics transcend pastime.
0: Factual, factual. And the next thing we got for social media wants to know I think Dennis Rodman might be the hero in this Britney Grider story. <laughs> let me show y'all what's going on with Dennis Rodman, man. Hey, all
1: know. for the BJ. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: let me show y'all about this Dennis Rodman shit, bro. So, it says, this, was, this was breaking news a couple of days ago. Dennis Rodman will travel to Russia in an attempt to bring Britney Griner home, home, per NBC News. I got permission to go to Russia to help, the, uh, help that girl. I'm trying to go this week. I know Putin too well. That is from the words of Dennis Rodman. And I wanted to ask this question to you, bro. Is he our greatest multinational affiliate? Because think about no. all of the people that he's cool with. <laughs> think about, no, but think about this for real, though. Think about all of the people that he's cool with in the the countries that we don't even fuck with, for real. He cool with people in South Korea. He was he was just uh uh he was clicked King up Jong with Un. uh yeah he was clicked up with King John Un not too long ago. Now he gonna be clicked up with Putin. I think he might be our greatest multinational affiliate. He might be the one to save BG and get him back home. I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. Dennis ryman might have that in his bag, for real.
1: This man is taking Mike Tyson with him. They are all going to be in jail by the time this situation is over. <laughs> He's not for the help situation,
0: bro. What, bro, bro? What? What would be your reaction if we hear that Britney Griner coming home and Dennis Rodman was the real? That
1: would be the most Dennis Rodman shit I've I ever wouldn't seen. Even be surprised,
0: like, bro. I wouldn't even be. Surprised, that would have been.
1: Bro. That'll I, be. I That'll be even more wild than when he married himself. Like that, that's just
0: some—it's <laughs> just some shit Rob can surprise, only do, bro. It's just some shit that—and nothing surprised you, obviously, with everything that he did in his past. But I think the relationship that he has uh, created with the people uh, from other countries is something that really flies under the radar. You know what I'm saying? But it could be his greatest ally in this type of situation. And he black, so and he black—you know—it would be some dope shit. Like niggas will be talking about this shit for sure, bro. Niggas will be, I would, niggas will be fucking with that. I'll fuck with it. Shout out to yeah, this Trouble for at least trying.
1: It's the fact that he called her that girl. Yeah, I'm gonna go get that girl. <laughs> Damn, niggas say her name like
0: <laughs> you know, I'm gonna get that girl. Hey, you can tell that shit not his main mission at all. He's going over nah. there for some other shit, but he's gonna do that shit when he's bored or whatever. have like, that girl. Let me talk to Putin. Oh that's that's God. definitely not his main objective. <laughs> <laughs> And let's move on to entertainment and current events. First thing I want to talk about is Joe Joe Biden with this student loan forgiveness, boy. Again, I don't know if you got the details to that, but that shit, boy, that shit is a blessing if y'all going through that student loan shit. I I'm hearing he a lot of mixed reviews. To
1: huh? Yeah, he he raised it to twenty. He's um he's gonna forgive twenty thousand dollars of student loan debt, and I. think... But I think the the issue that some people are having is there's a um there's what you call it. There's like a not a salary. I don't want to use the word salary. There's a requirement of how much you have to make to get get certain loans forgiven. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, damn, you gotta make like a hundred and twenty twenty-five K be able to get this forgiven um to not get this forgiven and stuff like that so it it's kind of weird when you read the fine print and read all the details yeah on surface it's like oh cool he wanted to forgive up the twenty thousand. but let's say you make over a certain amount of money you're not gonna get stuff forgave
0: but hold on i think niggas kind of gassing a little bit and this is something where somebody got to be mad in a situation Because if you're making over 125K, my nigga, what you complaining about? Man, go ahead and pay them goddamn loans. What you complaining about? I don't wanna hear what the rich people, poor, cry about this dumb shit.
1: But you gotta think about the people, bro, who went to law school and shit like that, who go to med school. Like people who go to law school, bro, like you're going to have fees out the ass. Yeah, you may be making this amount of money, but trust me, you're paying a third of the money that you're making back to them student loans. If you Mm. go to law school or med school or some shit like that on paper, it's like, damn, you're making 100 plus K a year. Yeah, my nigga, but I'm paying like damn near 15,000, 20,000 in loans back.
0: So. But did they know what they were getting into, bro? Did they know they were going to have that type of loan debt? Yes, complain about, bro, and that's my point, though. If you knew you what you were getting into, why are you surprised? Why are you I ain't gonna let that run me
1: away from chasing nah, my dreams? You he was gonna cancel
0: all debt. the debt? Is that what people expected? Yes. Come on, dog. That's oh, I knew it was wasn't gonna one. happen. Nobody I knew that's ever. what people were gonna I, I damn sure so didn't believe he was gonna cancel all of it. This was oh, more nah, so nah, the plan nah. from the beginning. This was more sort of the plan of like, yeah, he was gonna chip about ten thousand. Hearing that he bought the uh, chip 20 off is kind of crazy to me because that's like 20 is a lot. So for a nigga who got 5K in debt, shit, my shit going away. I ain't got to worry about it no more. I ain't got to pay back shit. So a nigga like me who went to regular school, regular college, <laughs> I, I, I am feeling blessed right now. <laughs> I am feeling blessed. But that's crazy. For somebody who making 125K, bro, I honestly don't want to hear about your problems. I don't want to hear you complaining and bitching. I don't really give a fuck. You know, <laughs> pay back them loans. Pay back them loans my nigga you making way more money than the average nigga who that boy got ain't got loans. no empathy i just no bro i just sent you
1: a tweet <laughs> i just sent you a tweet too where that tweet at this shit say and look at the number 125 making 125k as a white person and making 125k as a black person isn't the same it's not the same but what does
0: bro. that mean though what does that mean do we have more things to pay or we're we not going to be smart about our money what does that mean though
1: it, the, the tweet just speaks volume so i wasn't going to go in depth with it
0: i want you to define that what you saying that define what you mean by that tweet or what they mean by that tweet
1: i i think regardless of whatever the amount is i think 125 is just a number they just pulled out or whatever yeah. but I think we just go through more financial hardship than a lot of other races just because we don't start off with the same financial background as white people. Our credit scores are not the same starting off as white people. You know, so there, there are just certain hurdles we have to jump through way earlier than whether it's white, Asian, you know what I'm saying? So that that's what I took from the tweet. Now, it was just a coincidence that shit was 125 and we talk <laughs> about 125 right now.
0: But even though you might have some hardships, you're making 125, I'm assuming that you could get your credit score back repaired. Like you, you, you have the 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 capital now to get yourself back in the position so you can be on that same level as that white man making 125k. So I can't say it's like, oh, is that much of a difference? Cause it's like, yeah, he white and he black, but we're both making 125k. So it's like, and I'm both and where and with that money that you're making as a black person, you're repairing your credit and you're doing all of that. So it's like, that's where the, the race bait and come in. Like, oh, it's a difference. But really, is it? Or are we just trying to play the victim in a situation where it doesn't fully constitute itself in it? And I think that's one of those situations, bro. One hundred and twenty-five k is a lot of money. The average pr- person makes $43,000. I think they said for a male, it was $57,000. And they said for, or uh, for the adult male it's fifty-seven thousand dollars, and for the adult female it's forty-seven thousand dollars. So that's the that, that's the average. So if you're making one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars, bro, that's double that. You know what I'm saying? Two point five that. So it's like, bro, I can't be on your side when you're making one hundred twenty-five k. Pay back them loans, my boy. Keep with them payment plans. Because a nigga like me is blessed right now. And I don't want you raining on my parade. (laughs) We we smiling through this shit right now. (laughs) But this is what I wanted to ask you about the loan shit, though, bro. What is going to happen with the people taking out loans today? You know what I'm saying? Mm. So they, they don't already have loans, but they're going to have loans in the future. Will this be a continuous thing that they will continue to forgive people with the $10,000 loans or is this a thing that's just it's a one-time thing and the future kids won't have this uh opportunity?
1: I would assume it would be at minimum for his president uh, presidential term. I'm assuming at least for his term it'll apply. Now, if, let's say let's say Biden runs again and he doesn't win or something. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't get it in place and he doesn't make it a law or a bill or whatever, before he's out of office, then yeah, it might, it might go away. But I'm assuming he's going to have this go throughout his entire term and be like a huge political, um, campaign move for him moving forward for the next it was
0: a big, Cause he, he honestly, y'all can say what y'all want about Joe, but we asked Joe to, Hey, you got to do something, bro. You made all these promises, even though people, even though he probably didn't come through on everybody's wishes of clearing all of the debt he did do something that was on his plans and that was one of the biggest things that we were questioning about him through it this entire term everybody was saying joe you ain't did shit you've been on vacation most of this year with the COVID and all that bullshit it's like damn you finally did something so at least he did something that he promised with a lot of these presidents they'll just say whatever during the uh election time when they're talking trying to make their cases and they never come through on those promises at least he actually did something even though it wasn't to everybody's satisfaction he did something that he promised to us. And that's why I'm like, okay, I'm cool with Joe on that and night and
1: part. And I think this is the first – not first. This is the furthest we'll get when it comes to money and schooling and all that because what Bernie was trying to do would give us our first two years of college free. Yeah. I don't think they ain't going <laughs> to ever – hey, he won, he won our hearts with that. But yeah. I don't think – I don't think the the United States will ever let that happen. They're gonna find a way for us to pay something. (laughs) But this loan forgiveness is as close as we'll get to that.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a hey, it's a happy day for me, man. Cause just imagine
1: going to college your first two years. It is free. But All this you gotta a, pay for is whatever. But shit. Bernie was trying
0: to do more than that, bro. Bernie wasn't just trying to give you free school. Bernie was trying to tax the rich and he was trying to give everybody a thousand dollars. Like, Bernie yeah. was trying to do some extra shit, bro, where it's like, alright, Bernie, I'll fuck with you, my nigga, but you, you're not gonna get it off. You're promising <laughs> they, too much shit. You're they weren't gonna get him,
1: they weren't gonna <laughs> let him in. I don't even think it was because he was promising too much. I think it's the fact that he really was gonna try and do what he was promising, he, he and really I think that. that's what what it was he really was gonna try because joe biden was promising a lot of shit too and nobody told mm. him hey you promising too much but it's the fact that bernie was like no i'm i'm really gonna try and do this shit. like oh you're not just telling them this like you you really gonna try and do this shit? like nah bro we can't have you in the- hey, that nigga
0: bernie 92 years old he was gonna do whatever that would have been his dying wish my <laughs> nigga getting free school and taxing the rich that would have been his dying wish my nigga hey shout out to that oh, nigga bernie shit. for sure for sure all right, bro. I want you to tap on, tap into this, this AI rapper signed to a record deal, then drop subsequently. But yeah, bro. I, want to I don't, even, even, I don't even remember the dude's
1: name. Yeah, it's a new AI rapper out. I don't even remember his name, but he signed to Capitol Records. FN the, the, Mecca. FN, of course, Mecca. I should have <laughs> known Mecca was in the damn name. But uh, <laughs> he signed to Capitol Records, I want to say, like two days ago. Uh, ended up getting dropped today made it the shortest um kind of made it the shortest label signing in history (laughs) oddly enough but um there was some things going on on some controversial stuff going on too because he was in like a virtual prison or whatever like an artificial intelligence prison and he was saying he was basically being sarcastic with i ain't no snitch i'm not finna rat and this, that, and the third, like, I wonder how my life is going to be making music once I get out. And it's like, they were kind of making jokes of how these rappers really go through this shit. And I, I, first off, I think it was racist. Like, the way they made the AI rapper look, first off, was like, mm, he's, he's a black cyborg.
0: And the people that yeah. made him are not black. I think the, the name of one person was Andrew Martini. And the name of the other person was Brandon Lee with L E. So one was Chinese, and one seemed to be like a Italian.
1: And it it is like they tried to pull different things from different rappers. Like they made him look kind of gothic with the little Uzi vert type of look that he got. But then they they put the F N Mecca because you know a lot of own um, trap artists got acronyms before their names and shit. So it's like they pieced together different parts of different rappers to make this AI. Um artists and it, it was just it was stupid to sell having an ai artist period just didn't make sense
0: but was the song fire i didn't even listen to the song i didn't even know he uh, made a song
1: game, bro. i thought <laughs> no, he made a song. i thought they just signed him i thought no. they just signed him i swear
0: no he made a song the song wasn't fire. Oh. He, he sounded like six nine i didn't i don't like six nine if you like six nine music you probably would have rocked with it but i i just wasn't for me but it was something that we just never seen before, bro, having the AI rapper. Yeah, did he have some uh, offensive uh, phrases in there for sure, especially when you realize who is making this product and how it's so stereotypical. It's like it makes sense why they had to retreat on this record deal. Why they didn't do this uh, this research beforehand is honestly the question, of, especially when you sign somebody to a record deal. It's like you would think they have like some background research, but it's whatever. But yeah, it's just a funny situation because we've never seen anything like this before with like any artificial intelligence. But do you think something like this could work in the future though with some type of AI? I
1: I think it would just because of the fact that we're trying to do all of this metaverse stuff now. People are doing all of these um online uh universes with the metaverse and uh what you call it, what's the um what's the thing? All these people doing nowadays these um, the, what you call this it, the virtual art?
0: Why am I forgetting it, bro? It's it's Damn. on Twitter. Damn! Yes. Oh my god, I'm forgetting you it. You uh, I'm talking NFTs, about NFTs, 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 NFTs. Yeah, yeah, Everybody yeah. Everybody doing
1: all these uh, NFTs yeah, and yeah. all these metaverse things and stuff like that. We're gonna be really living in the virtual world, like some Ready Player One type shit. So I I'm not surprised at it. And I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if there is some type of success with it. Will it be successful to the point to where like the majority of people in the world are listening to artificial artists? No, I don't think we'll ever get to that. Listening mm-hmm. to robots and shit, because mm-hmm. I think as humans we just we just have that emotional aspect to us, and we just have that um that real organic aspect to us that we can't just listen to computers rap and think it's okay
0: <laughs> i agree with that bro but you know i this is what i'll say about the artificial thing i don't think the voice aspect could connect but i think having somebody be your robot avatar can honestly work for example with all of these artists nowadays having social anxiety, not wanting to perform in front of crowds. What if you could put somebody's voice like a Summer Walker, for example, but she doesn't have to go on stage. You can have a robot on stage singing Summer oh, Walker maybe nah. doing a whole routine. I hell don't know. No. I'm just throwing shit out the water because you still getting Summer Walker lyrics, but Summer Walker don't got to go out there be nervous with the social anxiety shit. I don't know. I'm just throwing shit out the water. It maybe could be out there. Some robotic shit where I'm you know, not paying you know, to works. go
1: see a robot sing Summer Walker songs. I'm paying to go see Summer Walker.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I could have stayed at she, the hey, crib. She probably will be there. She probably will be there. I don't know if you'll see her up there.
1: She probably yeah, there. she'll be in the back, in the, um, <laughs> in the back of the stage and shit. Man, what? You're paying to go see a robot <laughs> sing your favorite artist songs? You've
0: never no, seen it before, though. No way. Niggas will probably go see that. Let's be real. Know. The first time niggas know. will see that.
1: Niggas would do Niggas would fuck with that. Y'all
0: true. If it was the first ever robot to... Come on, bro.
1: Niggas would fuck with that. Nah, the hologram shit, like the two-part hologram that came out a few years ago and whatnot, people would go see stuff like that, like some mm-hmm. hologram type shit, but a literal robot coming out to sing songs from a, like from your favorite mm-hmm. artists, like that probably don't look nothing like your artist. Like, come yeah. on, nah. Nah. <laughs>
0: All right, man. Moving on to the next one. We got the Columbus teacher strike, man. So I'm seeing a lot of news. I seen some videos earlier today and from the teachers out in Columbus, they are going on strike. They had their picket fences out earlier today in front of the teachers union building. And they are taking a stand against the, the union because they want to have things change in their schools when it comes to the air conditioning, when it comes to heating conditions in the school and just not being appreciated in their schools as well. We all know that they're underpaid and underappreciated. They just want to have some sort of uh Some sort of deal met between the two of like, okay, can we get an increase in pay or can you at least change the conditions of our school so kids don't have to go to school in the winter and be freezing and they don't have to come to school in the summer or in the spring and be hot as hell sweating? You know what I'm saying? So it's like they want the union to really meet in the middle with them on certain conditions that they want met because certain shit is just ridiculous especially after the past couple of years when they had to deal with covid the first year after covid they've done so much to keep up with the with the evolving nature of school and it's still like we're underappreciated we don't get what we need in school we don't have enough books we don't have enough resources like we have to take a stand for ourselves so it's been a lot of talk nationwide that teachers will start striking But Columbus was the first school that I seen personally that was literally out and they are not going to be in school on the first day unless a deal is met over the next couple of days.
1: Honestly, this reminded me of what Howard was going through a few months ago, Um, but it was the students instead of the teachers and the students were protesting. And I don't even know how the situation turned out. I don't know if they're still doing it. But a few months ago, earlier this year, students from Howard were protesting living in the dorms because the dorms had mold, like there was uh, there were leaks and there were just there were holes in the walls like there was um, deteriorating stuff in people's rooms like the dorms were just so bad that students could not stay in there. So the students did a protest as well. And they were like, Look, man, we're not staying in here paying y'all. this. We're not paying all y'all this money. And Y'all not putting that money back into where we're staying. Howard gets millions of dollars a year from donors and all that. But y'all dorms looking like this and y'all students can't even live in these conditions. So that's what this reminded me of. Uh, it's It's like Quincy just said, it's amazing to see that some teachers are like really doing this now. And like really going on strike and really protesting and really having some like union days like decades ago. Like how probably our uncles and aunties and all them. Probably used to do and grandparents and stuff. So it's interesting to see that now. I hope they get what they're asking for because asking for AC, um, AC centralized yeah, units and whatnot—that's that's not minimum. asking for much. Yeah, like, that's bare minimum. Like, come on now, school that's supplies, bare... like what? Like I hate when I hate when I hear stories like that because we we really don't value our educators like mm-hmm. how we should in America. Like it's crazy from kindergarten level all the way up to even college professors sometimes like there are certain college professors out there that don't get paid what you think they would get paid in high mm-hmm. school middle school we know what terror kids can be when they're in those age groups and mm-hmm. i really be looking at teachers sometimes like i don't know how the fuck y'all do it bro y'all yeah. not get y'all gotta really love y'all job y'all either really love your job or you know there's no other option those are yeah. the only two reasons you're a teacher so
0: yeah it's tough, bro. It's tough being a teacher nowadays. It was always tough being a teacher, but it feels like it's getting worse. And I feel like more teachers were starting to take, uh, start to take a stand now. Like I said, it was kind of bubbling up nationwide that teachers were starting to get fed up with their situation. But like I said, the Columbus, Ohio teachers were just the first to really take a stand. I wouldn't be surprised if more did it sooner rather than later, bro, because it's the same uh, nationwide, honestly. Whether it's the school supplies, the heat, and something is going on that it should, something should change, especially with the pay. I think the pay should be the first thing that we get straightened out, bro. If you want somebody to show up to work, increase their pay, I bet money they'll handle the, the heat in the AC shit. But it's like, what's cheap, what's what's cheaper and more efficient to do? Raising the teachers' pay or fixing this goddamn AC. You might as well fix that goddamn AC so niggas can get in and do what they need to do with their job, right. bro. So I don't know. It's just weird when it comes to stupid shit like this. But moving on to the next thing for entertainment. What did you have?
1: Uh, I got a few things. You want me to just pull out whatever? Yep. Yep. All right. So the next thing is George Foreman is hit with a lawsuit due to recent allegations. He sexually assaulted two minors while in his 20s. So TMZ reports formal court documents that were filed earlier today in Los Angeles George for- shows that George Foreman is facing separate lawsuits from two women who allege that they were sexually assaulted by him when they were under age. And the women identified, the women are identified as Denise, um, they ain't get their last names probably for confidential reasons. But yeah. Denise and Gwen, the two women, say they were initially introduced to George Foreman in the late '60s and early '70s by their fathers, who were boxing fans. And Denise alleges that when she was 13. George Foreman, uh, who was estimated to be around 24 at the time, was sexually inappropriate with her. And two years later, when she was 15. And then Gwen claims that when she was 16, while George, George Foreman was 23, pursued her and then would molest and sexually abuse her. Both women are seeking unspecified damages in their lawsuits. It's also be noted that George Foreman has firmly denied the allegations. So I think it's crazy that George Foreman is now on the list of people that we looking at crazy. We had R. Kelly. We got Deshaun Watson. We got Bill Cosby. We even got Trey Songz. And now George Foreman is the next one. So it seems like every other year, bro, we get a new name and it it be from shit that happened years ago. So it's like, who who's next? Like, that's really my question. Who's going to be next? There's always somebody new.
0: But it shows you how much shit was going down in the old days that was really being swept under the rug, bro. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? Even even when you talk about stuff like as recent as Trey songs, bro, how shit is just swept under the rug and nobody really pays attention to it. You feel what I'm saying? Because I'm, I'm pretty sure these girls mentioned it to somebody, even made a police report about this situation, and nobody cared because it was George Foreman. He was making money. He was doing whatever he was doing at that time. So it just shows you just how the world is evolving now you know what I'm saying, George Foreman probably gonna go to jail for this shit, it's just like, even though it happened in the 60s, like you gotta pay for your crimes, bro. if you did that to the, to those two women, you gotta do it especially if Bill Cosby did it if Bill Cosby went to jail for shit for the sexual assault shit anybody can go to jail, it don't matter how long ago the shit was, and Bill Cosby, I've seen the documentary on that nigga I mean, he got him I mean, it was it was a lot of women Like <laughs> it was a lot of women, and that, that nigga's a scumbag, so yeah, George Foreman for doing it for two people, he he definitely going to jail, bro, for sure, for sure.
1: Yeah, George Foreman's seventy three right now, so they could definitely get a good ten to fifteen out of him before the the curtain call. So he gonna be
0: just like Bill, have his eye popping out for even going at me.
1: <laughs> they niggas bro, giving them him pop when they they he gonna think niggas giving them pudding pops when they really giving him the bad pudding.
0: <laughs> no, nah, that shit nuts, bro. Crazy. That shit is definitely nuts with George Foreman shit. You got anything
1: else? Just, uh, yeah, I got one more. This shit kind of funny. <laughs> uh, so, The Hill reports that the Cassville School District in South Missouri has sent shockwaves throughout the city and to parents due to a highly controversial announcement regarding forms of discipline. The district, the Cassville District just confirmed its plans to reinstate its decades-past implementation of corporal punishment for students. Underneath the new policy, school district employees will be able to uh, punish students by paddling them which is described as a last resort if other forms of disciplines fail to work effectively parents will have the option to opt into the new policy or decide against it i think this is funny as hell because the amount of whoopings i got from my yeah,
0: teacher, that's what i'm saying man that's what, that's what these new kids but need. that shit got you right though that. that shit got hell you right yeah. though
1: because trust yeah. me, I
0: got the shit with the paddle back in the day. I used to go to a, a private school back in Tampa. And them niggas used the paddle for real. So it was like, I know how that shit feel, but it got me right. Man. I wouldn't be the nigga I was today without that
1: paddle. Mr. Jackson. <laughs> Pull that that, no, that, that boy sure, had that belt
0: for sure, man. Jackson had that belt <laughs> for sure. But like crazy. you said, bro, too many kids be getting away with that slick shit where it's like, Something got to be done. Do I think do it got to go back to old times with paddles? No, but I feel like somebody outside of their parents should be teaching them a lesson of like, okay, nigga, this is like the wrong and the right thing to do, bro. It's like, you got to stop doing this, especially when it's a track record and you're continuously doing this shit. It's like, all right, dog, something got to be done. It's on the parents though to agree to it though.
1: But at the same time, I can understand where certain parents are like, nah, I ain't ain't with that shit. I see a lot of videos and I hear a lot of stories about how daycare people, people who run daycares or work at daycares be abusing kids. So you don't never know how this could turn into a fucked up situation where let's say a kid may be acting up in class. But what if it's not to the last resort like this is saying and the teacher just gets trigger happy and just tries to beat the kid anyway. Now you're looking at an abuse situation. Mm-hmm. So I nowadays I look at it from both sides because, like, yeah, it happened to us. Yeah, we learned and it was it was for our betterment, but things were different back then too. You ain't hear too much about teachers and, and daycare people just straight up abusing kids for no goddamn reason. Yeah. You know, so
0: I, I don't know. And it's daycare is kind of crazy. For. What did you whoop in a kid in daycare for? That shit got it wild. Yeah, bro. That's I that ain't that get whooped crazy like second grade or something. Well, but dad. some of these some of
1: these kids, bro, be, be slick out the mouth, they be right. trying you. And it's just like, what you gonna do? Like it gets to a point where certain kids be like, what you gonna do? Call my mama, call my
0: daddy. So they that's they don't, like, they don't, they don't <laughs> give a fuck about me. they gonna let me do this shit again and again. So it's like that's why they put in the article like the parents have to agree to it because then they don't have the argument of like, oh, it's abuse, but it's like, oh, you gave permission to do it. So it's like you really yep. can't claim abuse if you told him that you can he can do it. That's why they gotta have that check mark. I don't know. Would you if you were having a kid into today's society, would you allow? It?
1: Well, by the it depends on um how bad I think my kid is by that time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Cause like I I think this shouldn't be implemented until your kid is in like what elementary school for real. Oh, totally. And by the time by the t- elementary school, you gonna know whether your kid needs this or (laughs) not. So uh, as of right now, I'll just say, no, I'm going to speak it into existence that my kid isn't just at the way I think they're going to need it. But anything under first grade, no, this should not be. That's why I said daycare is
0: crazy. They care is crazy yeah. for getting whoopings and paddles. Kinder-
1: yeah. Kindergarten is kind of crazy too because it's like the parents yeah. usually got a firm hold on kindergarten. But yeah. by the time you're at elementary school, it's like, all right, now nah, I'm trusting you to be as good as you can. So and, that,
0: and this is really why the paddle and why you told the teacher that he could beat your kid back in the day. It was really like, oh, I can't get to that nigga right now so I'm going to let you handle it for me for real. It really wasn't like you're paddling him and then I'm going to handle it when I get home. It was really like, You taking the weight off my shoulders for real, cause I if I was there I would be beating his ass, but I'm gonna let you beat his ass because I can't get to him right now. I can't take (laughs) his ass out, so that's how it was back in the day. So it was more so like some loving type shit. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna just hand it off to you because I don't want to do this shit. I can't have him right now. To today's society, I don't know if it's the same type of thing. Maybe they and and there
1: was a lot more, bro. Black people. I just speak to black people specifically with this. We were a lot more. Family oriented, and we were a lot more mm. culturally yeah. and neighborhood affiliated back then. Like, you're we're speaking of a time where, and it, this is before even us, it's like 20, 30, 40 years before us, mm. where everybody in the neighborhood knew each other, everybody was in charge of everybody's kids. If you saw Miss So and so down the street and she saw you acting up. She didn't have to tell your parents. She had yeah, the right to your straighten ass. you up, <laughs> and then you go home and let them know what happened to you, mm-hmm. and they'll be like, "That's what she has get." You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we're we're nowhere near that time anymore. Like, and things have changed too because a lot more dangerous shit is happening now. You can't trust neighbors, even like how you trusted back then. You can't trust neighbors, teachers, bro. The world is just so more, so much more dangerous nowadays. So That's I understand sure. the parents That's who sure. wouldn't want to do it. But I do understand the parents who might want to do it at the same time, because some kids really be bad as fuck the way they need to. shit.
0: You don't sway me, bro. I'ma say no. I'ma say no. I am going to say no i want to have my kid get beat, even though it, like it's, it worked for us. But I would say no, cause I don't. I want to beat that nigga myself. I want that nigga to feel me. <laughs> I want that nigga to feel me. I don't want that nigga to be feeling you and how your whoopers is. I want that nigga oh my god. Me. I want that nigga to be scared of me. Oh, and he called, oh, he called Oh, he him my daddy? Oh, that nigga calling my daddy? Oh yeah, he already know I'm gonna come and beat his ass. Oh, I'm gonna wait till that I get to the crib. And beat his ass. I don't want that nigga to be scared of me, not you. You gotta teach that nigga every day. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on to movie and show news, man. If y'all yeah, keep so, these shows, no, yeah, I'm, I'm about yeah, to That for to watch
1: House of the Dragon. I already uh, watched uh, episode
0: one, and episode one was fire. Y'all, hey, if y'all have not watched Game of Thrones, man, I would advise watching House of the Dragon because House of the Dragon looks fire. It is a prequel to Game of Thrones. So if you haven't seen Game of Thrones, this is something that could be like an appetizer for you. And then you watch Game of Thrones after because it's going to be like a similar type of thing, but it's way more family oriented with the House of Dragon thing because it's more so focused on the Targaryen family and how they came to be and stuff like that. But the first episode premiere brought in 10 million viewers in the US and that was the biggest viewership in the show's history and one of the biggest in HBO Max history as well when they got shows like Succession Euphoria dropping throughout the year and House of the Dragon is topping that list. I'm telling y'all, watch that show. Even if you didn't watch Game of Thrones, I would still advise you to watch uh, House of the Dragon. Mm. It's
1: I might give it a try,
0: bro. A this try. shit is fire. Ray, hey, Rhaenyra, she gonna be one of them ones, bro. I get a real Arya type of vibe from Rhaenyra. Follow my Game of Thrones watch. I get a real Arya vibe from her, so I'm already a fan. But her uncle Damon, and they got out for sure. <laughs> Moving on to uh the next topic, we got Planet of the Apes is in the works. Again, I want you to break up what you talked about yesterday and the what part of the uh, the sequels we are in.
1: So when Quincy broke the news to me that there's going to be another Planet of the Apes coming out, I was wondering, are they going to like restart the franchise or are they going to continue on what they've been giving us over the last, what, eight, nine years now with the Planet of the Apes movies we've been getting? I hope they continue the franchise that they already had in place because I don't know if you guys remember, but in the first Planet of the Apes movie that came out with uh, James Franco, uh, there was a scene where I think they were in a house or something, and there was a scene on um, the TV that showed a rocket going into outer space, and the astronauts were going to wherever they were going to. That was homage to the first planet of the apes that came out decades ago when astronauts crash-landed on a planet that was ran by apes, and they found out it used to be Earth. Because the astronauts were going for however long they were going because they got lost in space. Hmm. I think this next Planet of the Apes movie is finally going to be the first one. Because every Planet of the Apes movie we've got throughout the 2010s, it's all been prequels to what we're really going to get now with the real Planet of the Apes movie where it really is a planet ran by apes. And we're going to get astronauts, like what, four or five humans probably coming to the planet. And it's going to be interesting because the girl that was in the last Planet of the Apes with Woody Harrelson, she's still alive. Like she's a she's a girl who's been affected by the cure that was for the apes, So she can't speak. She's lost a lot of human traits, but she was able to stay alive. Her genes allowed her to still stay alive because she survived. So that's going to be interesting. And Quincy was asking me, is she going to be like the middleman between man and eight? Like, so I think they got a lot more to play with with that than just restarting the whole franchise over. Because it ain't even been, like, five years. Like, yeah. it wouldn't make sense to restart that over.
0: Especially where we're at in the series, too. It's like Caesar just died. So it's really a a, a tough time to really restart. It's like, it, just, like, push forward and see where you can go with it. You already know his yeah. son is going to go up the ranks and shit like that. It's like, let his son really carry on the tradition. Don't reboot it with another Caesar. Just, like, carry it on. So now we get a whole planet ran by apes. And now how do they react? When it's like, how do the humans react when all of the the planet is run by apes? it would be some dope shit. And so I would would like to see it. I didn't know about the 1980 movie. That's why it was so interesting to me.
1: And I wonder how they're going to make the planet look. Because when the humans came in the original one, like the Statue of Liberty was like 90% underwater and shit like that. And like all the cities just look like straight jungle at this point and whatnot. So I wonder, are they going to fast forward that far in time? Or is it going to be like they just come back to Earth and Earth looks empty?
0: Mmm. Nah, niggas gonna be on that damn earth. It's gonna be like humans, but like niggas gonna be apes. <laughs> so that's basically gonna be some shit like that. But shit gonna be torn to pieces, though. But it's gonna mm. be it's gonna be more so civilized. Cause when Caesar was running shit, it was civilized. Yeah, they had their little huts, so everybody was clicked up. Like you got your group, i mean, my group. Everybody was in different states. Like everybody had a, a plan. You feel me? I feel like it's gonna be more so like that. Yeah, we're gonna see shit torn up, but it's gonna be civilized at the same time. Everybody's gonna have right. order. You know what I'm saying, so I think that still would be dope. But what if I we hope get a it's tw- fire, bro? But what if we get a twist, like one of the apes? He, now nah, he wants to be on a human side or something like that, and so we see like another ape on ape conflict. Because I can't see the the apes and the humans. We've seen that for three movies already, so I feel like we're gonna see more so of an ape on ape conflict. Maybe one of the apes, like one of the big bad apes, who's ruling his uh, entire state or whatever comes and try to protect the human and wants to knock uh Caesar's son off of his mantle. Like you're not the king. You are just the mm. son of a king. Like you don't deserve this shit. I should be the king or something like that. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it's going to be like some ape on ape conflict in this new planet of the apes. You know what I'm saying? I, but I think that be- would be cool.
1: They they could take it wherever they want at this point because they as long as we get the main facts of the original storyline, I think everything else you do at that point you could play with. So mm. like you said, the, the conflict that you could already do so much with it because it's not Caesar it's his son. Yeah. So you can create a whole new storyline with that anyway. So mm-hmm. that that's not a bad idea. And we haven't seen eight versus eight for real since the second one. Yeah. That's when, that's when he was going against. Um, do with the eye. Oba. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. so yeah that that'd be fire
0: that'd be that fire. would be dope that would be dope shit. especially when it's somebody new somebody always want to knock the head off of the new person yeah. you know what i'm saying shout out to house of the dragon they're doing some similar shit that's why you should watch the show all right moving on to the last of us trailer this is the first look at the new last of us let me see Everybody I have cared for has either died or left me.
1: You have no idea what loss is.
0: First of all, I don't know why a dragon was at the end of that because there's not any dragons in. And Last of Us, I don't know what that had to do with Last of Us, but that that was in it, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I was so confused by that when I seen the trailer for the first time. I don't know what a dragon had to do with Last of Us. Oh, my Us. God. That, it was literally about zombies in, in a pocket. Oh, my I God. I don't know what that was. About. <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> Damn. But, But how do you feel about a a Last of Us series, bro? I think they tried to do a movie before, but the Last of Us game was really what they're trying to piggyback off of because that's such a legendary Uh... video game, bro. Did you play that before, or have you been through that? Yeah, I, I played
1: it before, and that's why oh. I was wondering if this was. I was like, the only last of us I know is with the zombies and shit. Yeah. And that's what this is. This cool. is
0: what it is. So why the hell
1: was there a dragon at the end? The that's season. my
0: biggest, I, I don't know. Maybe they just slipped in some House of the Dragon shit out. <laughs> it, was, it was some weird, I don't know why it was a dragon, because it's literally all zombies. It's an apocalypse. <laughs> it's with Joel and with Elle. It's That's literally the only two characters I care about. So it's like, I don't know. But uh, I'm excited for it because I love the video game. That's probably one of my favorite video games to play. And that's something that's just a legendary video game. We talked about classics earlier. That's a classic. Like right? when you go through like the video games and it's the emotion behind it too, how you can get mm-hmm. so tied to a story. Like they could have made that, that, that script of the video game a movie back in the day. And it would have been a hit movie. That's how good of a video game it was. And that's how great the graphics were and all that shit. So I'm glad to see it be on the big screen now with HBO Max, man. This shit going to be legendary.
1: That's like, um, that's like Mortal Kombat. Obviously, I feel like they could have did way better with the Mortal Kombat movie, but the concept of Mortal Kombat video game, like, all you have to do is just add some good enough lines, put some good actors in, that shit could be a fire movie. Like, even the Mortal Kombat vs. Justice League, that shit could have been a fire-ass movie, bro like but dc gonna mess it up i don't want it to happen <laughs> and, the crazy, it.
0: and the crazy thing about last of us you don't have to do anything the script is already no. written for you like exactly. bro, I, bro you, you don't have to do anything don't try to put your little touches on it and make it yours just go with the storyline it was perfect the way it was please do not change it i feel like whoever <laughs> makes this series gonna try to put their stamp on it and we don't need it just give us the story but in a show version. Don't be a goofy about it. But yeah, I'm excited for it. Though. I'm excited for it.
1: Yeah, I think it'll be cool. That That's going to be something that I like.
0: And let's move on to Past the Ox, man. What you got for Past the Ox?
1: Pass the Ox? Ooh, what I got, what I got. Hey, I'm going to tell you again, man. Man got one of the hardest albums this year, man. That Traumazine's fire, bro. I'm going to go with Ungrateful with Key Glock.
0: Damn what i got this week bro i've been listening to a lot of joey badass i ain't gonna lie he dropped that new album i'm gonna gonna have welcome back with joey badass featuring chris brown and uh chris brown i forgot who else on this song who else on this song fuck it ain't showing but featuring chris brown i don't forgot the other nigga in this song fuck it Mm. all right and moving on to movie and show reviews man what we got coming up
1: uh She-Hulk. So we just did the recording for episode one. We're gonna do episode two. So keep a lookout for those. We're gonna have a mid-season review for Raisin Season Two. So keep a lookout for that. We gotta do everything everywhere all at once. Pray. So we got a lot of movies coming out. Um, it's about to be September. What's coming out this month? I don't know if anything coming out this month.
0: September? Oh, that
1: one movie. That one movie I told you about it's coming out this uh this weekend. It's about the girl who, um, with the vampires and shit. Oh
0: yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Uh, invitation,
1: the invitation. Yeah, the invitation. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, gonna, yeah. That's gonna be fire. So uh, I think we should review that. And then the Michael, goddamn Michael Myers, he coming back in October, y'all. So I guess we could possibly
0: oh, review that. Another another thing that we should review is the sh- the the movie Them slash They. With Kevin Bacon, I think it's on like Apple TV or on Amazon. It looked like something real interesting that I think will be something dope to dive into. So I'm gonna write that down on a list, something to remember. But I think that's everything for this week. You got anything else?
1: Uh oh, I saw turning red. If you guys haven't seen turning red yet, it's a Disney, it's a movie on Disney Plus. It's about an Asian girl who um who turns into one of her ancestral animals whenever she's emotionally outraged i think it's a fire-ass movie bro i low-key get that movie and i'll say a nine and a half out of ten that's mm-hmm. shit's fire it came out this year like that ah, shit good.
0: and i was telling Edgar, and i was telling Edgar before the podcast bro i watched x machina for the first time oh my god goodness that movie was so fire i would advise y'all to watch that movie too bro that movie was fire. i think it came back in 2014 and then it's on hbo max definitely tap into it the plot twist at the end definitely fucked with me
1: for sure oh and the movie uh turning red this, this shit threw me too i i thought it was cool because i think this movie was honestly catered toward like preteens and up mm-hmm. but it's a kid movie the movie is set in 2002 Mm. like it's it's an interesting movie because it's a modern disney movie yeah but all of a lot of the jokes that they have and a lot of the shit that you're gonna see them doing in the movie and referencing in the movie you're gonna be like damn that's some shit that we did or we had when we was kids like so i Mm. thought it was cool you're gonna see some shit and be like damn
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right man and we appreciate you guys for listening and we out
1: be sure to follow and subscribe to the q and e podcast. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And feel free to listen to us anytime on all podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Submit all questions and inquiries to q and gmail.com